What's up, Nostalgia Pod coming at you. We're going to give you your weekly look at what's going on in rock music what? because we decided to do something a little different. What's going on, though? So Dave has basically been pushing me to talk about how rock music as a genre has been declining. I'm not going to say dying quite yet. We'll see how I feel at the end of our discussion. And finally, I decided, all right, let's talk about this. I'm ready to talk about it, Dave. I might not be in like five minutes. I might have to end the podcast, but for right now, I'm ready to talk about it. Good. That's good. So I wanted to start, Dave. What, what what are some rock bands you currently like? Like, what are some newer rock bands you like? Well, I don't think I have new rock bands I like. I have songs from new rock bands I like. Okay. So what would be a song you like? I like Best Friend by Fossil People a lot. I like. It's not a good start. Of the Night by Bastille from oh, their first this album. Is a terrible start. I like The Sound by the 1975. Your favorite band. Oh my God. I like Safe and Sound by Capital Cities, if All you right. count them as a band. Right. Now, we're getting, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> you don't count 21 Pilots, I wouldn't. No. They're, they're weird. They're ba- they have band elements, but they're not really rock music. So. Right. Yeah. For new bands, that's about I mean, I, I've liked some Heim songs. Okay. And yeah, that's about it, probably. That I can think of. Well. I don't seek it out, some usually. Of those are, some of those are good. Some of those are bad. At least in my opinion. I like some older Passion Pit. Yeah, Passion, well, Passion Pit was like mid- 2000s though, right? They started in 09. Really? Mm-hmm. So like Sleepyhead. Hell, oh, so, so Hell that, that, what, that 2012 album was their... Gossamer. Yeah, that was their second album? Yeah. Hmm. I like that album a lot. It's a good one. That's a conversation. It's a good song too. You know, it's interesting because I think your response to that question is how most people would answer it right now. There are obviously people who are you know more into rock that might have like a favorite band, mm-hmm. but in general, mm-hmm. most people's favorite rock bands are bands from what the the aughts, the nineties, even the eighties and seventies. Aughts in the nineties, I'd say probably. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty sad. Uh, personally, what I listen to a lot of is like, Tame Impala, Glass Animals are pretty good, Alabama Shakes, and then LC Sound System I get talk about all the time. They count. Yeah, like they count as a rock band. Well, they started in what oh one. No, they count as a rock band though, genre wise. I think yes. But what, why, what would be your argument against them? Isn't it kind of just electronic-y? Dancey? Well, they, they... Like the Avalanches? Do you count them as a rock band? No, but they actually mix. Okay. Whereas LC Sound System doesn't necessarily mix, but they use a ton of machines to... Did you watch them on SNL? No. Oh. Well, I would say that they're definitely rock band. They have lots of guitars, pianos, drums. Little Dragon? I don't listen to a lot of Little Dragon. Fantagram? I, I, need, I need to get into them. Fantagram? Probably not. They're right. right They're right on the edge. Electronic duo. Yeah, electronic duo would <laughs> right. probably be closer. Well, that's Sylvanesso. You always talk about them. Yeah, so they're, they're definitely just straight indie. But I, w- I would count them as indie rock, but they're really just very indie, like a unique sound. Glass Animals is very close to being just indie because they're very mm. unique as well. So, Dave, uh, I guess, why don't we start with what what are like the most like highest earning bands right now? Like I know that you did some research on the... Are they all old. Are they all old? Yeah, dude. I looked at the top 10 grossing tours from 2015 and 2016, and yeah, it's uh, pretty clear that old bands make the most money, in large part because they can command the most, you know, the biggest checks in general. Right. But 2015, number one was Taylor Swift, number two is One Direction. So those are newer wow. acts, yeah. relatively speaking, right? But obviously huge pop stars, so mm-hmm. they can it's justified. Number three, number four, U2 and Rolling Stones, obviously bands that are around the block. Number six, Fleetwood Mac. Number eight, Billy Joel. Fleetwood Mac, man. They're number twelve Foo Fighters. That's the yeah, a they, great look for a modern band. They're still twenty years old at this yeah, point. Modern band. <laughs> they right. have eight albums since ninety five, so <sighs> crazy. Not something new. 
Fleetwood Mac is actually headlining. Uh, you know, we talked about Desert Trip last year, which mm-hmm. had McCartney, Old uh, Cella. Yeah, Old Cella, basically. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stones were Bob there. Bob Dylan or something. Yeah, Bob Dylan, uh, Neil Young. And it's really interesting because they're doing like a classic East and West, they're calling it, where it's the same two bands, but it's basically like the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac are headlining. Mm-hmm. Like it's being held at City Field and I think Dodger Stadium in the summer. And those tickets are absolutely absurd to get. Like uh, on the resale market, they're just nuts and they sold out in minutes but it's it's older acts like that where people especially older people can look back and say that captured time in my life but those songs then get passed down yeah like what are the songs i'm gonna pass down to my kids they're gonna be old songs it's gonna be like bastille <laughs> and fossil the people which is not not necessarily exciting what's it i forget what's the name of it that san francisco festival that's coming up they have the who yeah that really came out of nowhere too because they have they've toured in a, and they have metallica as well years. yeah who is, isn't touring this year at least not heavily as far as i, I know right but it's it really is sad to think about so i know that you like reading off that list the thing that struck me with it is of course these older bands they can sell the tickets for the most they can command the highest check have the most fans but they also probably don't do as many shows and the yeah. fact so the fact yeah. that they're the highest earner is pretty ridiculous yeah so i looked at 2016 as well mm-hmm. <clears throat> number one was uh bruce springsteen number three was coldplay number four was guns and roses when they wow. had that, that, uh, that reunion comeback tour. reunion tour and i come back tour. yeah and oh in 2015 grateful dead was 13th because they had like their final tour like the end the band yeah. basically and now it's what dead and friends dead and company yeah other guy whatever they call them john mayer <laughs> yeah but number nine was rolling stones 2016 okay but they by far and away had the highest uh, average gross because they made uh 9.1 million from just 14 shows wow so that uh, well they had 14 shows so that was like their average so they blew everyone else away even though they were only the ninth total earner so yeah pretty pretty impressive and paul mccartney was there at at number seven right again old heads it's you know it's interesting though because these these old heads they can command so much but when you think about like like the the even like the festival circuit at this point it's basically the it goes get a big hip-hop headliner at least one get like a somewhat big rock headliner and then get a big edm act and then fill out the rest of your lineup with like medium to like high level hip-hop acts medium to high level edm a couple of rock bands sprinkled in there and then all just like cheap edm at the bottom Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that one, like, the highest grossing rock bands are all these old people because those are the people that still somehow draw people they're, to they're the one, They're the only ones that have the national tours. But, you know, that that's a good point as well. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, like, a band like they call Eagles of Old... Death Metal or something like right. that where, you know, even though they have Josh Hom from Queens of the Stone Age, like, backing them, mm-hmm. they still don't do region-wide tours. They mostly just do the festival circuit if they're pumping an album, but they're not doing actual tours. Yeah, that, that's what I think of when I look at all of these successful bands from the 2010s. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, not most of them really haven't broken through. I mean, how many of those guys have even headlined their own tour? Not many of them. That's I true. Mean, it's, I feel like what's the, like, realistic ideal for a rock band nowadays? It's to get well-known enough and well-received enough to be able to get on that festival circuit, and you can mm-hmm. be like a a car seat headrest or a right. milky chance or whoever and hit every festival you want for like yeah. a year and a half or something yeah. and then you just go back into the lab make your next album and try and do it again that's mm-hmm. kind of like the only goals you can have who can really expect to be really big unless you're like i'd like how did imagine dragons get so big because they're the only band to explode from the 2010s yeah and i feel like they're not even that well liked critically it's very popular not critically for sure they're I, I think the festival circuit really helps them i think having songs that weren't they didn't like isolate went away from rock. They were pretty much like softer, poppier rock was helpful. Pop definitely helps. And then catch you on um, the radio. 
Yeah, they also did some collaborations with um they did like the video collaborations Kendrick. with Kendrick yeah. and they also yeah, they were also on the Suicide Squad soundtrack. So they've stayed relevant by being involved with rap acts, mm-hmm. which really seem to dominate. Why do you think rap has overtaken rock? You had to like come up with a theory around that. What, what do you think it is about rap that makes it so much I think it's fun? a generational thing, just because uh, millennials and absolutely like Gen Zers just gravitate to hip-hop. It's just more relatable, I think. Right. You know, we talked a few weeks ago about the XXL freshmen, and all those young rappers coming up are all 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, mm-hmm. so the Gen Zers relate to them and you know, it's also the music that's yeah. been popping for a while, so it's something to just kind of find and gravitate towards. Whereas all these rock bands that come up, even though some of those guys, I'm sure, are young, mm. it just I don't, it just doesn't seem to have the same kind of appeal. Just because rock kind of transitioned in the mid-2000s to being an older people thing as right. it became less mainstream. I also, like, this is like a weird theory, and you know, maybe as I flesh it out, I'll feel like I'm not actually going down a road that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like hip-hop is able to encapsulate the kind of, like, carefreeness that I think a lot of people kind of want when they listen to music. Like, that ability to just kind of put a song on and jam out to it and not, like, you can sing sing along the lyrics, it's catchy, but you're not, like, really experiencing a feeling or, like, a moment with it. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, rock, you think about a band like Radiohead, you know, or a band like Tame Impala or Spoon or someone like that, where it really takes you to, like, a very specific moment and place. It's not something you can Mm -hmm. necessarily always just throw on and vibe to it really is something you have to think about a lot more and i feel like not saying that rap dumbs it down but Mm -hmm. it just makes it more accessible to people on like a more even keel right so the wayne what rock genres are are really popular right now indie rock alternative rock Mm -hmm. all the old heads repping for classic rock and then you know less even less mainstream stuff like post-hardcore and pop punk and stuff Mm -hmm. like that right but hip-hop has so much versatility and variety nowadays that some people, you know, when they're when they're turning up or whatever, partying, they'll put on a mumble rap song because having a, a good beat that you can just bob your head to exactly. is all you need to do. Whereas a lot of rock music, having good guitars or good drums, it just sounds like loud noise. This right. is, it's not a genre that works as well unless it's all come together. Right, unless, you're at, unless you have, like, the exact right atmosphere for it. Like, you're mm-hmm. sitting around listening to it, like, specifically. It's not yeah. necessarily most accessible. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I like that theory. So I guess one of the things I thought that might be interesting to do about this is to go through, you know, people that are still actively touring and, and mm-hmm. putting out albums. Touring. Yeah, the touring, touring test. Yeah, and seeing, Are like, you a computer? And just kind of, like, seeing, like, what our <laughs> thoughts are on them and how, mm-hmm. like, we feel like Those they fit thoughts. into the landscape. Yeah. Did you see Julianne Sweet about that? I did. I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah. I liked it. So, (laughs) I I guess, why don't we start with, like, the old, old heads. Tom Petty. He has a tour this year, at least Mm. new. Still breaking hearts. Yeah, dude. I've actually (laughs) seen him live, and very good show, very tight. Most of these old heads have to be good still. Their voices might go, like, I know, uh, like... Bob was Dylan. Pete Townsend definitely doesn't sound the same. And Bob, Dylan de- and Bob Dylan never sounded good in the first place. <laughs> Bro, actually, a colleague of mine went to see Brian Wilson play with the Beach Boys recently. The closer at, uh... for the Giants? <laughs> Big beard? No, unfortunately not. But, yeah, he played at the Palace Theater, and like they gave him a standing ovation. He like literally went to the microphone and was like, please sit down. <laughs> like, and just, they're like, oh, okay. Like, Jeez. Not very fun at all. But Tom Petty, pretty fun act. 
Mm-hmm. Someone like uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Him and Bruce Rolling Springsteen Stones. still killing yeah. it. Yeah, him and Bruce Springsteen are probably like... And the Stones, they actually yeah. tour... Yeah, Stones like, tour a lot. Pretty actively, and they're like mid-70s. And they just had a cover album come out last year, and Paul McCartney, was it three, yeah. two years ago, two had years a, ago. an original album that mm-hmm. wasn't covered, so... Yeah, he's actually still, I think, actively making music. Had that music with Kanye, of course. Yeah, I mean... Four or five seconds. The thing that really made him famous, if we're being yeah. honest. <laughs> Those tweets were so great. <laughs> no, amazing. Just Kanye, what a nice guy to... Put this Paul McCartney <laughs> fellow on the map. Put this old fellow, you know, right in his song, just to give him a little publicity. <laughs> so bands like that, I mean... U2. Yeah, U, yeah, U2. It's weird, because they've been around for, what, coming up 40 years now? Yeah, well, don't they have the tour right now, or just ended? Yeah, they're doing the 30-year tour of Joshua Tree. That's what it is, yeah. And Joshua Tree was, what, the like, third album, something like that? It's funny for me for U2, too, because they got so much shit for putting Songs of Innocence on all the iPhones... Yeah. Whenever iPhone release that was, mm-hmm. it was automatically in your iTunes library if you had an iTunes account, right. even if you didn't have an iPhone. And despite that, they still have millions of fans that pay lots of money to see them all the time. So, right. You know what the really interesting thing is about a lot of these bands, though, is that mm-hmm. you know at least one of their band members. You two, you think Bono. That's important, like, having a star. Right, exactly. Ra- rappers, it's, rap is such a singular mm-hmm. focus thing, even if you're in a group, so people know, you know I think it's almost more personal. Right. Where rock rock members kind of blend in sometimes, except for maybe the front man. Yeah, I think the only like big band back from back then which doesn't have one of at least I probably couldn't name one of its original members to probably blast me away. It's like Grateful Dead. Cause Jerry Garcia has been dead for a while, and mm-hmm. he's probably the one I think of most associated with the Grateful Dead. Right. But they're still able to pull in a lot of people. I mean, they when they did their farewell show at Wrigley, I think they had to, they sold out like a whole week worth of. Pretty crazy. And, the Roger Waters, the wall tour mm-hmm. from the Pink Floyd fellow. Oh, that, that fellow from the that Pink guy. Floyd. <laughs> He's pretty good. That was, a, that was a top earner. Sting. He's actually coming to Albany. This, he is? Yeah. Oh. I, I wasn't sure if he was still actually active. Does Sting still do stuff? You know, I haven't seen... He's I, like around, like he's like out there doing things, but I don't know if it's music. I think he did like a song for... He played a song at the Emmys, right? Or at the... Not at the uh, Oscars, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, you're right. He played a yeah. song at the Oscars. But he, I haven't seen him releasing new music. Mm. Or yeah, he was like the movie soundtrack stuff. You that's know, what same, it was. Same thing as Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. You know, and Prince, before he died, wasn't touring a lot either. Mm-hmm. Oh, another person also not touring, Van Morrison, who could definitely pull in a lot of money if you really wanted to. 80s bands, though. There's a there's good a chunk world. of 80s bands still doing r- really well. Yeah, there's a lot of 80s bands. I mean, we already talked about Bruce Spring. Springsteen, but like the Pixies, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, Fish. Fish, wow, I forgot to write Fish down on this list. Yeah, that's the thing, like Fish kind of is like a, I mean Dave Matthews is a uh, 90s band, but Fish and Dave Matthews, I kind of think about them the same way, where they're glorified, I don't want to disparage them, but they're they're jam bands Mm -hmm. that have their own clientele, and they just perform summer tours every year, Right. and in Fish's case, they've released F ton of albums for how many it was. Well, it's, it's interesting. Thirteen so, albums since 1986. That's pretty crazy. Well, I'm never really stopping touring because they have tons of fans. I feel like every they have generation, certain clientele, you know. I feel like every generation has like that like jam band. It went from like Fish to DMB to My Morning Jacket to like Tweed and other bands like that where they basically just like. But is there a 2010s jam band? I'm looking at all the ones I've written down. Uh, yeah, don't I don't think guess, so. I guess I. Because no, because indie band, indie indie rock isn't jam band, so. Right, but how much like how much more room could there be in that space when you have? That's like, true. Yeah, if, it, if the '80s and '90s jam bands are still selling out summer venues, there's right. no room for a new band to, to step in. Exactly. That's kind of that's probably half the problem in general. Yeah, it probably is. One Flaming of the, Lips, another '80s band. 
Are they an 80s band, really? Yeah. I was thinking of it as like a 90s band. And Bon Jovi, too. They released an album back when we were in high school, and then I, then I think they released another one like four years ago. Yeah, it was around there, yeah. Something like that. So they're still active, 80s bands. And then I think the 90s bands where it starts to get pretty interesting. Yeah. Like you see, you have the Foo Fighters, which is a uh, spinoff from uh, Nirvana. Right, so uh, they not have... Not really a spinoff, but like Gabriel well, from Right, Th- common through line, so yep. long lineage. And then Radiohead. Yep. Pearl Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. I mean, I feel like they started in the 80s, but they're really, really 90s? They're 90s, man. Wow. Jimmy Eat World, Incubus, Blink, Spoon. Is Jimmy Eat World still touring? They just released an album, right? Last year, last summer. That's crazy. Coldplay. Well, Coldplay. Coldplay. Their, their debut album was 2000, but they had nine EPs in the 90s, so I wrote them yeah, for the 90s. they're a 90s band. Green Day. Do you have the time? But see, the thing is, like, with all of these bands that have lasted, I feel like I could name a member from them, like Billy Joel Armstrong. Of course. You, uh, you have Dave Grohl. Uh, uh, Chris uh, Martin. Yeah, exactly. Um, they all have these... Mark Hoppus. Or, yeah. Or, you know, everyone knows all of Blink. Yeah, pretty like much. Travis Barker. You, you have, like, these... Who's larger... the Muse guy? Muse came out in 99. Matthew Bellamy. But... Modest Mouse. Also I don't 90s. know Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse, I feel like it's, and this is also kind of a weird take, I feel like they really put indie rock into the forefront. I mean, they're the like, first indie rock band I had down. Really? I mean, yeah. So, like, the first one you thought of? Well, I mean, or just like, I don't have any 90s indie rock bands of, of note to, to, to mention. It really, it's all 2000s indie rock bands right. and nowadays. Yeah, I'd have to I had to do a little more research than I was able. I had a time time to do for, for something like that, but also the 90s. Jack White, the White Stripes, started in 99. Yeah, the wish. I feel like in order to like kind of go through that, you have basically have to say like Jack White as a as his own person, and mm-hmm. then like whatever projects he's doing at that time, because it's always going to be a, like a rock hit basically, because Jack White is one of the best guitarists. Right. Of all time, got two two solo records out. It's actually a really interesting conversation to talk with people who like rock and see. Do you prefer like John Mayer or Jack White because they play so differently, but they're both like known to be great Great guitarists. guitarists. But yeah, Jack White went from what the White Stripes to the Rock and Tours to. Is another one. He did one. He was in one other band. I'm pretty sure, but I can't think of at this time. Well, that was the 2000s for him. Yeah. So he's been jumping around from project to project, and just he, he collaborates with a lot of people too. Mm, yeah, he's very well revered, and he has, he also yeah. crosses over too. Like he's got good relations with like Kanye and yeah. Jay Z and the, all the other the figures in hip hop. Was the band? Yeah, he he does. He actually him and John Mayer also do collaborate with a lot of people like in the hip hop world, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. I, it just seems like they're more accessible and they like yeah. being creative, and mm-hmm. some of these other rock guys keep to themselves, kind of reclusive, especially the older ones. Also, when we were talking about old heads, we forgot to mention Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. They may have been the sure. first people to really use hip-hop as a vehicle to, like, boost their status. When I was prepping for this, I uh, wrote down Kid Rock. And I'm like, it's like country rock I'm slash boy, baby, rap rock, bad. all that stuff. Yeah. So, well, hey, Kid Rock, I guess bands he's, like, he's somewhere in here. Bands like Corn and things like that were sure. huge. And they had, like, a real space. Limp Biscuit. I mean, you think about maybe, like, the last, like, great, great, great music festivals, probably Woodstock 99, and you had bands like Corn, Limp Bizkit, Rage Against the Machine, who was, I mean, R.I.P., I wish they were still around, mm. but Prophets of Rage is somewhat adequate fill-in. Yeah. After seeing them, I, was, I wouldn't say that they're quite Rage, but... No. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> They, they miss that for sure. How do you feel but, about Tool? Another 90s see, band. I don't, I don't really listen to Tool. But they, like, they're also one of these ones that they're actually, of all the '90s bands we've just mentioned, they've all had a pretty consistent output between the '90s when they started mm-hmm. and now. But Tool like went away for over 10 years in the 2000s. Yeah, very like shy lead singer. He he actually doesn't 
sit, like stand is at the front of the stage. He stands in the back, basically, like in the shadows. That is interesting. Thing. It's like Sia. Yeah, it really is. Like uh, not not feeling comfortable with fame in some way. Um, Third Eye Blind, also a '90s band. Man, they, <laughs> when I saw them in Firefly a couple of years ago, they kept saying that they were gonna release a fifth album, studio album, mm-hmm. like next year, and it's been like three years now. I think they Great actually job. just released it. <laughs> to be honest, they did. Yeah, last year I think, but it doesn't make it didn't make any headway. Well, and they're touring on it right now, but yeah, it's, it's not. People um, want to see Semi Charm Life and Jumper. Exactly. Kind of stuck. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I feel like most these bands that made it were able to like get past that idea of like their first album being the best one. You know, obviously some of these bands you look back and you say their first album might have been their best, but they were able to come up with the classics after that. I feel like a lot of more recent bands we haven't even gotten to the the aughts and the oh, teens let's go there now but i feel like one of the things that they struggle with is that first album everybody wants like the next like rock prodigy and that first album is like oh we need to latch on to this sure. but then how do you follow that up yeah and a lot of people want to go in a more creative and diverse direction and that actually works in their detriments people say well this isn't this isn't the sound we like this right. isn't why we fell in love with you in the first place and move on quickly I thought it was interesting that The Killers is probably in that like upper pantheon of bands that started in the 2000s, mm-hmm. but they only have four albums since 2004. They went on hiatus, and Brandon Flowers wanted to do some of his own stuff, mm-hmm. which, I mean, you can't really blame him. He had two albums that were pretty good. I mean, I think his second one uh, was much better than his first, but it's interesting because like, them and Kings of Leon kind of started blowing up around the same time, Right. and neither one was really able to sustain that and then they took a hiatus and they're kind of back now yeah and i, I think the killers probably be releasing a new album i assume sometime next year they've been posting pictures of them working on it so. right i mean arcade fire they won a, our album of the year at the grammys what for reflector right well, they, i think it was their most recent one was it like 2011 okay. or something yeah uh, arcade fire is interesting I, I never really got into that canadian band yeah, Canadian band never got really got into. It. They have kind of the same problem Oasis had, where like it's two brothers and they sometimes like butt heads. I mean, Oasis was like the extreme version. Yeah, I was gonna of, say. Like, <laughs> they, anyone like them? They like actually like hated each other. Right. Arcade Fire, like they've been able to put those differences aside and like continue to make really good albums, but it's just never really been my style. Then you have bands of like of Montreal tried to like capture things that Arcade Fire did and really mm-hmm. propel that, and it didn't didn't really catch. I mean, they had maybe one or two good albums of Montreal, but. Never really able to like push forward with that. It seems like people want the Arctic Monkeys to drop a new album to save rock, because they they are actually one of the relatively newer newer two thousand bands, like mm-hmm. 06, I think it is. Yeah. And you know they were a really good success. Strokes, Black Keys, a lot of bands like that. Mm-hmm. But then you look at two thousand. That's really kind of where like the genre sh- really changes, because that's where indie shows up. You know, right. Phoenix jumps on the scene. Then you have kind of like more emo y poppy stuff like. Penning at the Disco and Fall Out Boy, Early Paramore, stuff like that. More indie things like Bonnie Vare and Vampire Weekend. Rock really branches out in the 2000s, and most of those bands are still around, but output was never super strong. Yeah, it becomes very specific. I think of Vampire Weekend, who... Three albums. They've also kind of gone on a hiatus, which is something mm-hmm. that is really interesting. That It's been like a common theme among a lot of like really popular bands now, mm-hmm. is they'll put out a couple albums... Like reach some level of stardom and then be like, okay, we're not gonna do this right now. Yeah, that does not happen in rap. No, it doesn't because like if you like reach that like level, you just keep putting yeah. it out. And yeah, if you go away and rap, it's because you weren't good enough and people stop caring about you. Right. Or or you're just really old and you're from the '80s and it's okay to stop making music. Do you think like Big Daddy Kane and stuff so like that? Why do you think Why do you think that trend happens in rock and not rap? Do you think I, it's easy? I think it's part of the genre, like rap, the competitiveness of rap and stuff. Right. 
and the need to stay relevant and the need to be the number one, be on top. You know, there's always yeah. the comp- there's a natural competition to it, whereas rock just doesn't have that. Right. It's almost like like the specificity of like each genre, mm-hmm. and like Vampire Weekend is something that no one else does, so they don't feel any urgency to like yeah. continue to like be better than another. They band. know people so, pay like, attention when they come back. Exactly. So they can just go away and go on vacation and do whatever they want. It's also interesting because I feel like rap, which, I mean, they there are rap groups, but mostly it's a solo type of thing. Yep, so definitely is. So there isn't as much, like, discord as, like, with band members. Like, one of the reasons Vampire Weekend doesn't come back is they lost their keyboardist, who was also one of, like, Ezra Miller's creators, or Ez- Ezra Miller, jeez. The Flash. Ezra, yeah, Ezra <laughs> Co- uh, no, Koenig. Yeah, Ezra Koenig's uh, creative partners. Or a band like uh, The Killers, Brandon Flowers wants to do something else, so he's, he's gone for a while. So it even, like, like they took three years to make this out, like this next album. And they only had one album. Out. I know. So like, what what were they doing? It's not like they're super young. All the Haim sisters are like in their late twenties already. It's like. Is it really? Yeah. I thought they were like. I think old. Daniel Haim's like pro- twenty nine. They probably were early twenties when they started, and then it's been five yeah. years since. It. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just, and that that type of mindset is just so. Mm-hmm. It's like the antithesis of how internet success works and right. re- relevance in 2017 works, you know? You know, and, like, as we're talking about this, one of the other things I think that, like, stops any band from, like, reaching, like, a high level of, su- mm-hmm. of success is that if you get someone really creative, they want to go do something else. You have you have the Arctic Monkeys, and then blanking on his name, but the lead singer goes and makes the last shadow. Oh, you, right, know, yeah. you have Queens of the Stone Age, who are a huge band from mm-hmm. the 90s into the thousands. Then Josh Homme's like, oh, I'm going to go start uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Um, Father John Misty was in, like, 50 bands. Like three, yeah, 50 bands. <laughs> and even, like, a band like... Frank Turner was in a band before he was on solo. Yeah, the, the the Black Keys. They each, I think, went and started their own band. So they're always looking for, like, a different creative outlet and a different way to kind of be pushing themselves artistically. Whereas with rap, it's more about, like, how do I become the biggest I can? Mm-hmm. And often they're able to move in that own direction without losing their brand because they don't need to move away from a sound and you know, yeah. lose popularity. With, with rap, it's just you just want to get better. Mm-hmm. And have like, just make better, better projects that resonate more. Right. And most fans are on board with that because mm-hmm. they want the artist to get better. Because I mean, the artist is still around and the artist is doing well. Right. Whereas rock bands, if they go in a different direction, they just oftentimes they're just rejected by whether it's their older fans or they can't attract new fans. And it's just, again, it's just very different. Like look at Linkin Park and Incubus. Yep. Linkin Park in particular is embracing EDM incredibly. To very bad effects. <laughs> that's just what they're doing, and they're still selling out arenas. To incredibly bad effects is probably a better way to put it. Poor Linkin Park. Although I, I think we should get tickets to go see Blinkin Blinkin Park with Wu Tang and Machine Gun Kelly. What a ridiculous. MGK decided that. Well, I was having trouble having big success in rap, so I'm gonna go more poppy. And now he has the single with Camila Cabello, and now he went Haley Steinfeld, and now he's touring with rock bands like. MGK really taking a U-turn how he wants to promote himself as crossover rapper now. Yeah, he's, he's a little strange. Lost. So Dave, I guess who is like next up? Who? Like, nope, there isn't anyone who's next. I mean, up. I'm looking here. It's just like, who's coming, who's coming back with an album, then going yeah. away again. That's all it is. I'm, I'm looking here. At Capital like, City has one album out, and yeah, Safe what? and Sound was in like 2012. Like I made a list of like more like bands that I know are like somewhat recent. There's... I have my list of 2010 bands, and we're in 2017. We're right. almost done with the decade, and. None of these bands have three albums. That's crazy. It's all two. See, two like, or more, two or less. I look here, it's like Bleachers. They have a shot, but that guy came from Fun. So if mm. Fun wants to do another album, 
is he gonna go is jack gonna go back and do that you know glass animals they have their second album i think that they'll stay on track and probably put out a third album and you know second album got a lot of love lost of the people's third album's probably coming up soon supermodel right. was i think 2014 i mean 21 pilots and imagine dragons are probably the most popular ones yeah Jeez. that's undeniable it's un- Unrefutable. In the, in the 1975. 1975 had a really good year after that second album, but I think they have they not disappeared. Yeah. I think that's happening I, right now. I think they're like just finishing up their tour. Yeah. I, 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 they probably have a couple They'll of shows in the summer. I think they're doing a couple of festivals. Yeah, they're doing Boston Calling in two weeks or a week from this recording, I guess. Right. Yeah, and then there's like Alt J, who I'm like, and Haim. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? They actually have a shot. Like, they could actually be an impactful rock band for the culture. I mean, Olive J is, what, releasing, I think, their third album this year. Yeah. So they actually have a shot to be a really meaningful band moving forward. But again, the problem with them is no one knows who they are. Well, that's my thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> you can have three critically acclaimed albums, but it's not going to, it still doesn't push the needle any more right. than it already is going to in terms of being well-received, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's almost like at this point, like, rock is really driven by, like, the singular factors in it. Like, we talked about Dave Grohl. And, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, like, those, those people. kind of people are the ones that push the genre forward, and no one has established themselves in that way other than maybe, like, Brandon Flowers since, like, the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Murphy in his own way, but like you said, he's more electronic. Um, and he's also very eclectic. And yeah, they've... And, and they've, just, they've broke. They've ended their band already and come back. Like, right, and just super hipster. And yeah, like, he. I, was, I don't know if you read his Wikipedia page, but one of the ventures he wanted to do when he ended LC LC's mm-hmm. house system was open his own cafe or like uh, his oh, own coffee like cafe. Nice. I was like, that's like the most hipster thing I could possibly imagine. <laughs> I mean, all the bands that have kind of come out this year that we've touched it on the pod past pods. I got a contest nostalgia pod. Check it out. Cloud Nothings, Future Islands, mm-hmm. Japan Droids. Yeah, two androids, yeah. Are they not all just bands that are good, people like, you can see them yeah. pretty regularly, and that's all they're going to be, I think. Yeah, it's... it's Milky <clears throat> Chance. Milky Chance. Did we talk about the that, that album? You mentioned it. I don't yeah. listen to that one. Yeah, it's not worth it. What about Car Seat Headrest? He, it's going to be interesting, because he's actually released, like, four albums so far. Well, you know the funny thing about him is he has 13 albums, but only two of them are on the label. Right, exactly. So he has, like, actually a huge output since yeah. 2010. And he's wicked young. I mean, right. he's like probably like 28, but have 13 albums already is like crazy. But I, I don't see him... Technically. Technical definition yeah. of album. I don't I don't see him like achieving it's too, rock super It's too niche. Right, exactly. And it's just like... What about like the Lumineers? They're folk rock. But Mumford got huge. Yeah. And they, Mumford and Sons have three albums since 09, and they're massive. Yeah, I, I think those kind of albums will always have a place because like soft rock and acoustic rock will always be appealing for the right mood and like it's like an easy thing to put on the background of someplace but in terms of like selling out stadiums and stuff i can never picture the lumineers yeah yeah so that reminds me so lumineers had a heyo right they're huge yeah. hit from the first album and their second album came out with ophelia, ophelia or whatever, yeah and did not nearly have as big of an imprint so same thing with bastille right they had pompeii which was a huge radio hit second album comes out a few years later nothing foster the people actually to a lesser extent same way because they did not have a pumped up kicks come mm-hmm. out of their second album no i mean i think only like 21 pilots has been able to take like a somewhat popular first album and like propel that to like a much bigger second definitely album. so we'll see i mean i think this might be a good place to stop though because i was actually feeling pretty optimistic about this conversation as we talk more about the the teens i'm feeling well you know who's doing a what some festival this year jerry little 30 seconds yeah he's doing firefly yeah I know. I was like, huh, it's really interesting. I don't like Third Seconds of Mars, but shout out Jerry Little, man. He's yeah, really uh, he's Mars. really wearing his hats. No, I do not at all. 
didn't you think his character in like the Blade Runner trailer basically looked like the Joker kind of it's like creepy yeah, kind of. and like weird <laughs> I feel like he's gonna be like that niche actor that like does that I hope he like moves into like something a little more normal moving forward at least for like his next role because I think he needs to I think he could be huge like even bigger than he already is sure I think all the I think all the Rockheads uh, would be mad if we didn't at least mention Cage of the Elephant. Yeah, Cage of the Elephant. They're like really well liked. The, it's people like them and like Monsters of Men and the Lumineers who I, I see at every festival. And I'm just like, yeah, you're fine. You're enjoyable. Keep doing Some what extent. you do. But but Ryan Adams, he's got hell albums. So I was <laughs> reading the same. I was reading that article about the Strokes and on Vulture. Yeah, on Vulture, and basically it starts off just being like Ryan Adams was giving uh, Albert Hammond Jr. tons of heroin so they told him to like stay away from the band and I was like holy shit like Ryan Adams is kind of getting torn apart in this so yeah but Ryan Adams uh, he is what he is he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna revolutionize rock we need we need a savior what about the XX because Jamie XX is a figure that but he's a DJ he's big yeah but he's a DJ <laughs> yeah. I mean like and their last album was his most had his influence yeah. over it the most right I think I think the XX's next album will be the one that defines what they're gonna be. Like if they go back to like what they did on the, their First self-titled two. album, I think that will kind of and if they can pull it off well, that'll make them like a really viable, long-lasting rock band. If not, they're gonna become like a electronic rock band like LC Sound System, like you're talking about something like that. Which LC Sound System, I love them personally, and I think they're a Very much well better rock band than. Uh, the XX have ever been, but right. at the same time, it's a genre that's that's niche. Again, it's not gonna mm-hmm. make huge waves. So well, we're we'll wrap up there, man. I mean, SoundCloud.com/slash/nostalgiapod. Subscribe on YouTube here. There, here, here at the end, here right now. Yeah, and give us a rating review on iTunes. And our uh, Spotify playlist, yes, which, which you can find linked at SoundCloud or YouTube, has a lot of rock songs that have does. come out this year. Yes, yeah, so, and we're updating it frequently. They come out of. From time to time, put them on the playlist so you don't forget them because you know the charts will forget them. So yeah. we have to make sure you don't. We got we got some of the, that the uh, Spoon album on there, which I'm still very much enjoying. So we'll be coming back at you next week with a preview, or I guess like a somewhat like this is what's happening in uh, summer movies, and this is what's going to happen in summer movies review. Correct. We're currently in it. Yeah. Kind of stuck up on us. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catch you next week. All my day.